This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 301. Imagine yourself in a situation and you think of it's us and it's them. Who are the us's? Please let me use that word. Who are the thems? <laughs> and a lot of times that alone helps us to just think if there are these two different camps, there is something maybe unconsciously that I may be biased about. It's about a preference, right? And there's so much of this that's innate because I always talk about coming into a room with an invisible suitcase. Each of us rolls into a room with this invisible suitcase. And inside of that suitcase, it's everything that we've been taught, the community that we grew up in, the parish we attended, you know, whatever. All of these things have shaped who we are. And therefore, because we've learned them, there are certain preferences we have because of what we've learned. Those things are often biases. And it's not an issue that it's a bias. The issue becomes when I judge others based on my experiences. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. It's fabulous to have you here. We are going to be talking about such an important topic today. I have a wonderful guest, Deborah Harris, is going to be sharing perspective about diversity, equity, and inclusion, what we need to be thinking about in the coaching space around that important topic, and just how to show up in partnership. Super good. Can't wait for you to hear that. Before we dive into that, I just want to share a little bit about what's been happening here with me for the past week and the different things that we've been doing. As you heard in the lead into the show, I've been doing a master class, the six C's to your coaching master plan, because very truthfully, if you don't have a plan, you could end up anywhere. And those six C's were key elements to really help you thrive as a coach. Those replays are going to be available through the 18th of August. So if you're listening to this real time, that means, you know, you're going to want to hop in there and listen because we had such community and such sharing in those. I really opened up that masterclass to be more of a community sharing kind of aspect. Definitely shared a lot of my perspective, but I asked participants to share as well. And it just became this rich sharing. So I really want you to access those while they're still available. Go to starcoachshow.com slash register slash. So forward slash before and after the register, starcoachshow.com forward slash register forward slash. Now, the other thing that that led into was me opening up the Star Coach community because for years, I've really wanted to create even a deeper experience for you through the Star Coach show by bringing you into community and removing the gaps between where you are and where you really want to be as a coach, whether it is connecting with more clients, getting your message out more clearly. There are so many things that we can spin about when we're isolated and alone. 
And I really want to invite you into community to help you thrive and give you more access to me and more access to experts who can help you bridge that gap. So I invite you into the Star Coach community. You can get access to that also at starcoachshow.com slash register slash. All the information is going to be right there on that page. And the window for this enrollment is actually closing on the 18th of August. So if you're listening to this real time, please know that I would love to have you join us in this community. You need to be connected to others. I believe that to be true for you. And I have been in the place of being completely isolated and trying to do, put all the pieces together myself and just wishing that I had a place to bring my questions and to figure out the gaps. And that is exactly what the Star Coach community is all about. So I invite you to join us. Now, let's go to talking about what today's show is all about, because it is so important. I have invited Deborah Harris, who is a certified personal and executive coach, to share about diversity, equity, and inclusion. She has an extensive background in leadership development, management, education, and training, and is diversity, equity, and inclusion focused. I mean, she knows her stuff. We have such an incredible conversation about looking through your coaching lens at this important topic. Deborah is the person. I met her because she was a mentee of mine and just adored her right out of the gate and her passion for coaching, her passion for people, and, you know, all under that umbrella of how do we stay curious and open to what other people need from us. Oh, I just loved this interview. I'm super excited to share it with you and share Deborah with you. So let's go to my interview with Deborah Harris. Deborah Harris, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I have been looking forward to our conversation. Thank you, Meg. It is my pleasure to be here with you. I, as you know, always just relish who you are as a coach. The fact that you are my mentor coach. So I'm always happy to be in your presence. Well, that is so kind. And so I want to open with a huge congratulations to you. Deborah just got her ACC certification. I feel so honored to have played just a little role in that as having mentored you. But, you know, I think so often on the show, we talk about the importance of being a part of a global organization, the importance of having ethics and standards as a coach, and you put your energy and your money where your mouth was. I mean, you, you followed through, you got that ACC. So Yay. Let's take a moment. Everybody, let's hear some applause. Oh, I hear the applause. Okay. Excellent. Congratulations. And we're going to be talking about such a vital topic today. We're going to be looking at diversity, inclusion, equity, so many important things about how we show up as coaches, the way that we engage with clients and their needs. Love to start, as always, with a little bit about what you're doing now and what lights you up about the kind of work you're doing right now. Well, interesting. And I don't know if you know this or not, but since we've last connected, I actually became a director of diversity, equity, and inclusion for an organization. So I am doing the work full time, where before I had done 
the work kind of on the side of my desk. But now it's my full-time role. I've always been very passionate about the work, seeing the need for just making sure that we are able to show up and meet people wherever they are and to appreciate them for whatever the unique um, values, contributions that they bring to the world. So loving, loving, loving the work right now. Well, congratulations. Of course, my coaching, of course, coaching also. And um, so that's what I'm doing. Well, you know, and you might not want to go here, but I am curious because I know a lot of people who listen have full-time jobs and then they're also trying to coach on the side or, you know, sometimes people coach in their jobs and that's how they bring their, their coaching forward. And I don't know where you're at right now, whether you're doing any coaching on the side, whether that's something that you're wanting to talk about or not wanting to talk about. I just know that, that that's something on the minds of lots of listeners. You know, that's interesting. I've always done more than one job. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I've always done a full-time job and other things. So generally it's training and development. And now I've added to my repertoire, the coaching. So I am doing it all. So I do coaching um, as a part-time job or opportunity. It's worked out really well. Of course, I do coaching inside of my organization, but I'm not officially a coach. But I think anytime you work with individuals, there are coaching opportunities. And I find myself doing that all the time as well. I'm thrilled to hear that because you're right. I mean, just, you know, there is a level of communication that comes differently when we're looking through the lens of a coach. And I'm thrilled to hear that. So with that, let's dive into some of the things that we wanted to talk about today regarding keeping a a mindful presence about uh, diversity and equity and inclusion when we are in the role of a coach. And there was a, you know, we talked about so many different things that we could focus on and thought that maybe we would talk about if you are a coach and you get invited into a opportunity where DEI is a part of the engagement, or maybe it's even the ground, the the reason for the engagement, what are some things that you would advise coaches to just be aware of when they're entering into a situation like that? Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is that we don't have to go into this space knowing with a huge knowledge base, knowledge base in terms of I need to know this about diversity, equity, and inclusion. While that's helpful, I think we bring our coaching skills to the situation and we really allow the client to, as in all, all situations, to guide the conversation. Now, I do want to say specifically, though, when we were talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, that I have personally experienced clients who have said, I want to have a coach who is diverse, you know, or I specifically want to have a coach who's Hispanic or African-American. They will specifically ask for that. And I think as coaches, we need to recognize that and respect that. Um, And I think probably the question that will come to mind is why? Why is that important to individuals? I can't give you the answer because it's an individual choice, right? It's just about a choice. But I do say a lot of times when specifically I've been asked to coach people of color and they've requested that, it's because they may feel more comfortable or they feel that there is a shared um, life experience or, as you said, perhaps there's a DEI situation they're dealing with and they want someone who may have experienced that same situation. So I think as coaches, we have to be aware of that. And I agree. I was uh, telling you that recently I was uh, a company that I've worked with that I really enjoy working with reached out to me because they had a specific situation around 
these issues and, and interviewed me for the role, which I was more than happy to share my perspective. And then I asked, you know, how are you giving the client choice? Are you bringing in other coaches for the client to choose from? And very truthfully, I think that regardless of the issue, a client having a choice around their coach is just powerful anyway. It's a very relational thing. In particular, if there is a situation where it does include diversity and, you know, I'm a white middle-aged woman, they might or might not want to, they might want to have options. And I just think in general, regardless, options are a huge part of, of the equation. Yeah, I think you said that really well. It reminds me, I think innately inside of all of us, we want to be in a place where we feel like we belong. We're comfortable. And when we're talking about creating that coaching relationship, first of all, that's foundationally that there's this connection between the coach and the client. I remember even attending a meeting recently, and it was very obvious to me, I was in a room, actually, I've been in a few meetings with coaches. And from a coach's perspective, it was very obvious to me that there weren't other coaches or very few coaches in the room that looked like me. And and so while I was comfortable, because I think I'm relatable, and I have the interpersonal skills to connect with anyone, it was still very much obvious for me. And the other obvious thing for me is, as I have entered into the to the coaching space, is that I don't see a lot of coaches of color in various venues. And I know they're out there, but maybe they're not in our organization or maybe, you know, we just don't connect. And so consequently, you do have clients who are saying, but what about me? Right. You know, and I'll give you a perfect example, Meg, even this week, as a matter of fact, I reached out to someone and actually I had a, a friend of mine has an organization. He is over an organization and the organization wanted coaches. And there was a, a, um, a business that responded to the RFQ, they took the um, opportunity. And now the clients were saying, but there are no coaches here within your organization that reflect who we are as a company. And they're saying, we want people that we feel like we can connect with. So I think we just have to be aware of that as coaches. And it's nothing personal. Right. Yeah, that was going to be my next point. It's not as though if anybody's listening, thinking, but I don't, you know, like, the situation where you're saying you look around and see that there's not other people who look like you very, I would, well, I shouldn't assume, but my guess is that, you know, the majority is not like looking at you saying, oh, she doesn't look like us because it's just, but so therefore we might miss the perspective of the other person because we're like, oh, we love everybody and everybody's included. And, 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 and that's great. I certainly don't want there to be exclusion, but understanding that what's the, the lens that that person's looking through and how can we be, be respectful of that and, and aware of that. Um, and so, so I'm sure that organization wasn't intending to not bring in coaches that make those people feel connected. However, the feedback is we want to, we, that's important to us. And I think that that is so important for organizations and our coaching global organization to also be aware of. Absolutely. And I think when we talk about coaching, of course, even with ICF, we are talking about a global organization. And the other thing I found out about DEI as I've done this work is that what we consider blind spots or unconscious bias here or in the U.S., when you go to another country, it's something totally different. 
So we have to be aware of it's not a one definition that fits everyone in the world. So, so I think that's important. also important for us to recognize as coaches. I would agree. I had Anique Clemens on from the Global ICF a couple episodes ago, or and um, we talked about that same thing, that 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 it's so important to tap into where you are and who you're with and what's important to them. Yes. So like I said, I don't want the coaches listening thinking, well, I it's not like I can't do it. No, it's not saying that we can't. It's it's once again client driven and being tapped into what does the client need? What is the client asking for? And then, you know, let's dive in a little bit to unconscious bias. I mean, we are human beings who have our models of the world and our experiences and might very well have unconscious bias that we're not even aware, well, because it's unconscious, (laughs) uh, aware of. So what, just what might you want people to think about when it comes to unconscious bias? You know, I would say, first of all, be reflective. And sometimes it's just thinking about, I I like to start with something simple. Imagine yourself in a situation and you think of it's us and it's them. Who are the us's? Please let me use that word. Who are the thems? And a lot of times that alone helps us to just think if there are these two different camps, there is something maybe unconsciously that I may be biased about. Mm -hmm. It's about a preference, right? And there's so much of this that's innate because I always talk about coming into a room with an invisible suitcase. Each of us rolls into a room with this invisible suitcase. And inside of that suitcase, it's everything that we've been taught, the community we grew up in, the parish we attended. You know, whatever, all of these things have shaped who we are. And therefore, because we've learned them, there are certain preferences we have because of what we've learned. Those things are often biases. And it's not an issue that it's a bias. The issue becomes when I judge others based on my experiences. And if your experience is different, then there is something wrong with you. So I would say, first of all, we have to be reflective and really challenge ourselves to say, what is it that I'm really biased about? And to acknowledge the fact that we all have biases. We all do. We are human beings. We have bias. Just, it just is. So if it just is, how can you get reflective about what is there? And so we have to learn how to, first of all, be aware of those things and then challenge ourselves to lean in, to be curious and to ask, is there another way that I can look at this situation? Is it possible that what I am thinking and what I am feeling And what I'm expecting, is it possible that there's another perspective that can be considered? Is it possible? Like what else? And it's so interesting because as with so many things that we do as coaches, we, if we get real tuned in, we tend to look at things through a particular lens through, and and sometimes it's a very small lens. And when we challenge ourselves and begin to just explore what else could be available, it just opens up possibility. That's what we do as coaches when we evoke awareness. And that's what we could do for ourselves as well. Yes, yes. So let's imagine that I have been invited in to, and I've been paired with somebody of of color as as a coach, and and maybe they didn't weren't maybe the organization sort of paired us together. And, and So I guess I'm just, I know that everybody's an individual and that everybody has their own perspective. So I'm not thinking that you have insight into everybody's mind, but I would love your perspective on whether you would recommend that 
somebody just step into that space and ask about it. Ask about the client's comfort. Ask about whether they are good with working with somebody of, of a different race or a different, I don't know that because obviously not everybody I work with is of the same religion or the same socioeconomic. I mean, so, so I guess I'm, I'm, I'm asking for your advice of just how upfront and, and direct you would encourage a coach to be. You know, I would just say, allow the client to make the choice. I would not see myself as coming to a person who it looks different for me and say, hey, are you okay with me being your coach? Did you notice we look differently? I wouldn't do that. I would allow the client to set that expectation. And I think what we should do is we have our own coaching organizations or if we're partnering or if we are contracting with other organizations, a part of our foundational agreement should be, if you're not comfortable with me as a coach, Let's be able to say that so that we can find you someone that you are comfortable with. And a lot of times you may or may not know what that could be. It could be related to race or ethnicity or religion or anything. Or attitude. I mean, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think as coaches, I think we just need to empower our clients to be able to say this relationship isn't working for me. I think that's ethically responsible. Um, I think it's just, you know, the right thing to do. Good. Thank you for that answer. It was even a difficult question to kind of figure out how to frame, but I, I'm always trying to think of what I believe the listeners might be wondering as well, and and really being able to uh, tap into your expertise here. When we are aware of what's flying under our radar and the beliefs that that might be driving things for us. It's one of the things that we also help our clients become aware of what's flying under the radar, what's potentially impacting the way that we're engaging with any given situation. I'm wondering if there are any particular tricks of the trade that you have or tools that you use, not necessarily even DEI uh, related, but just in general to help create that new awareness to help to help tap into your beliefs or the beliefs of the people with whom you work? You know, I really think it's about listening, which is what we do anyway, right? So it's listening for those key phrases, those key um, things that are repeated by that client. If they say something about their religion, or if they're saying something about their culture, um, whatever that thing is, I think as coaches, as we begin to really hone in on what they're speaking and saying, and then of course, use that as an opportunity to explore. Mm-hmm. The client is going to lead us, you know, and I've had that a lot of times to happen in sessions where, you know, especially, and I think the thing is, when we go into a session, we have to make sure that our own biases, as you just said, that we're not allowing our biases to guide that discussion, because it's easy to do that. So it takes a lot of um, intentionality mm. to make sure that we are staying focused on where the client is. If they're bringing things up, we take a moment to explore that a little bit deeply based on the client. And so you guys hear a theme here based on the client. What are the client's needs? What are the clients? Are we setting a stage to make it okay to ask for your needs to be met? And I, and I think that that's something that maybe just in general, I don't know how much as a society, we just make it okay for people to ask for their needs to be met, period. So um, certainly within the coaching arrangement, both ethically and um, to create that coaching partnership of trust and safety, we really want to set the stage 
that the client is given full permission to ask for what they need. Absolutely. So when we think about, is it okay if we shift for just a second here and talk about organizationally as a, you know, as a director of DEI, what are some of the things that are important just in that role are important? Like, how do we want organizations as a whole to maybe open up perspective? Um, So I'm shifting hats for you here, kind of taking off your coaching hat for a second and putting on your director hat. Sure. You know, the first thing that comes to mind is that everything flows from leadership. So when you're talking about DEI in an organization, it really does take the leadership to buy in to the importance of diversity, equity, inclusion, justice. You know, they're all kind of terms. Now we have Jedi, they have DEI, whatever it is, it starts there. And the leaders have to be able to be committed to do the work because it's the right thing to do. And it can't be to meet a quota. It can't be to check off a list to say we've done it. It has to be become because we want to expand our productivity. We want to make sure that we are those This organization is one that is innovative. It is one that inclusive. It's one that allows people to thrive and belong. And all of that is under the umbrella of that DNI. So when leaders believe that, they should be the ones driving that throughout the organization and holding others accountable. And when that happens, what you begin to do is create a culture of inclusion. And as I said, what we don't want is people to feel like, here's another thing I have to do. It's not a thing to do. It becomes who we are. Oh, that gave me goosebumps because you're so spot on. It becomes who we are, not just, oh, here's another must do, another checklist, huh? Yeah, because it's easy to have, you know, we just had Juneteenth. We just had, um, we're having Pride Month now. And today we just welcomed our very first Supreme Court justice who is an African-American female. I'm so excited. I'm bursting. But there are always these celebrations and months and events and But it should not be, as we say, a tourist approach. So here's the month. So let's do it this month. Yay, we did it. And then the rest of the year, you forget that I'm in the organization. So it shouldn't just be about celebrating heritage months. It should be about celebrating people and their heritages throughout the year. And that should be embedded in your policies, your procedures, your interactions, um, all of that. In your marketing, in your diversity suppliers, it all should reflect that. And I just think about how incredibly rich environments are when we can really honor and celebrate the differences that people bring. And in my mind, that creates better productivity because everybody's sort of being celebrated for who they are and what they bring. It creates such, you know, once again, opens up that lens to more possibility because one way to walk the path, one thing to think about, one perspective to have, how incredibly sort of poverty is that? A poverty of ideas, a poverty of ability to really tap into all that people bring. So you, when you were talking about that, I've got to say a couple of things. A, I can tell that it's the work that you do because you just beam when you talk about it and uh, your organization's really lucky to have you. So Well, you know, I think it's about the business case, right? So it's about the business case of diversity. And I think that's what you just summarized. It's right for the business and it's right for who we are. Right. So with that, you know, is there any, you know, I've I've many times you sort of hear like, you know, mindset, skill set, awareness, any skill set 
that that we haven't touched on that you think would be helpful for people to think about as they engage with other people who might have different ideas and different beliefs and different backgrounds than their own? You know, I think what we can do as coaches is number one, we need to intentionally focus on educating ourselves. That means exposing ourselves to cultures that are different from our own. That means having that sense of curiosity, leaning in to learn, to connect with those who are different from us. And because sometimes it can be uncomfortable. I mean, I know that when I have been in a situation, maybe I'm coaching someone who may be an executive and maybe I'm just a, you know, a new manager. If that's the situation, I may not be comfortable in that, right? Because I haven't experienced that. But then if I, as I become to begin to move up, then I become more comfortable with that executive leader. Same thing with DNI. As I educate myself, the more I experience, the more I lean in, the more I tune into curiosity. And I am intentional listening to podcasts, reading books, you know, whatever is out there. There's so much that I become more comfortable. And it also allows me to, to become more empathetic as a coach, right? I begin to understand what it means to live in someone else's shoes. I begin to hear the stories of others. So as a coach, it just intensifies who I am and how I show up. So beautifully said. I absolutely adore you as a person and, and um, am so appreciative that you were like, yeah, we can, we can talk about this <laughs> on the show. I'm just wondering, what have we left on the table that maybe you wanted to be sure that we covered today, if anything? Well, I think as coaches, we need to be intentional about inviting other coaches that don't look like us into the coaching space. There are a lot of people, I think coaches see coaches, right? It's like we have this connection. So we see coaches and specifically, you know, as we're talking about ICF, for example, if I can just stay right there, yes. there is not, and I'm, I don't have data to support this. So let me use that as a caveat, just based on my experiences in my own area or going to conferences that I've been at, there just has not been a lot of diversity. So I think we have to be intentional about inviting others into our space because um, the last conference I went to, I think Meg, you and I were there together yes. and, you know, I could count that there were three, three African-Americans there, but I felt so welcomed and I felt like this is where I belong and this is my culture because these are coaches and I love coaching and I love, I love this environment. And I think we just have so much of an opportunity to find people who are coaches they may look different from us and invite them to our spaces, invite them to our conferences, invite them to lunch, you know, let's mm -hmm. come together so that we can learn from each other. I think that would be, be something great to do, but it takes intentionality. I absolutely agree. Love that and love what you do and, and you. So thank you so much for being willing to come on the show, to spend some time with me, to celebrate your ACC. And to just really help all of us be more intentional about our reflection, what are we bringing, what's happening within, what's flying under the radar, and how we step into a place of inviting our clients into safety and trust and exploration to what's best for them. Deborah Harris, thank you so much for coming on oh, the Star Coach Show. Thank you, Meg. It's been my pleasure. So there you go, another incredible professional coming forward to share their expertise with us on the Star Coach Show. If you'd like to know more about Deborah, go to starcoachshow.com slash 301, starcoachshow.com slash 301. 
Deborah's teaching to us and sharing her perspective continues in the Star Coach community. So uh, if you'd like to know more about that, go to starcoachshow.com slash register slash and learn more about the Star Coach community. Next week, I am super excited also. I just get the best people to come talk to you to introduce you to Hillman Sori. Hillman's going to be sharing with us the four S's we need to think about for a successful business. Great information coming next week as well. So as we close out the show today, I just want to emphasize a how much I enjoy doing a masterclass with all of you who were able to attend live. I know that many of you were not able to attend live yet came back and listened to those replays because I have the hundreds that came back and listened. And I just invite you to a more close relationship with us and a connection and community. I really would love to have you join the Star Coach community. Go to starcoachshow.com slash register slash and just learn about what's available there. You can go to that link without actually registering for and for the membership. You can just explore the membership there. I really encourage you to just find out what's available and see if it's a good match for you. Until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week.